Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. And a very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come To Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it's a great joy to be here with you on this September 10th, 2020. I do pray you're having a blessed, happy, and holy day, safe and healthy day, and thanking you for being a part of my day, for taking some time out of the busyness of your day to share this hour with me and all of our family that tunes in at this hour. If you're uh, listening live at 4.01 on this September 10th, 2020, on any one of our audio platforms, of course, any one of our uh, network of uh, domestic church media radio stations or on streaming audio or from our free mobile app or on your uh, home speaker devices, Google or Alexa, or maybe you're watching live on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Domestic Church Media, also live video on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Domestic Church Media, and we also stream live video on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org. So lots of ways to reach the people, and uh, we are humbled every time we come on the air, my friends, knowing that Almighty God entrusts us with this time to share the good news of Jesus Christ, and so uh, I'm praying that... um, You are having a peaceful day and thanking you for being a part of our day this Thursday, which is Catechism Day. And we're going to go back to the Catechism uh, where we left off last week. We've been talking about forming your conscience, well-formed consciences. And I also want to kind of intertwine in that teaching from uh, St. Pope John Paul II, uh, his beautiful encyclical letter, Veritatis Splendor, The Splendor of Truth where he actually talks about the formation of conscience. Uh, Very, very important, especially these days. You know, you hear a lot about um, Catholics, and I'm sure in their hearts, who believe they, they are good Catholics, but maybe whose consciences are not that well formed and who think it's okay to uh, accept certain uh, types of, uh, ideologies, lifestyles, and other things um, that are, are in, are in um, direct contrast to the teaching of the Church. Um, so anyway, we'll, we'll just move on with that. But also, uh, we're going to say our prayers. And then uh, something very interesting I, I, I found on um, the Catholic News Agency website, uh, and this was— um, the, an Italian cardinal, uh, Italian cardinal Zuppi of Bologna, who is urging, he wrote this letter to his, his diocese, uh, urging the renewal of adult faith formation after the pandemic. Now, I just heard, unfortunately and sadly, that there have been some spikes in uh, corona cases, coronavirus cases. Uh, Italy is up 400%, I think, um, 
from whatever the time period is. But uh, so we're going to pray for that. But this particular um, cardinal, Car- uh, Cardinal Zuppi from Bologna, is urging a renewal of adult faith formation. And that's so important. And I, so I want to share with you some of his words. I thought, I thought it was very poignant. Uh, let's pray, though, first, as always. And so I invite you, my brothers and sisters, to join us in prayer wherever you are for all of your special intentions. And uh, we're remembering all of you, as I do every day, in my own personal prayer. Uh, we have such a beautiful and wonderful domestic church media family. You know, I have on my desk um, just a stack, a stack. I was going through some today of, of over the, the past maybe three or four months uh, when people have uh, sent in their donations to support us. We appreciate that. Also take the time to write little notes of appreciation and what God has done through us, through this work, in their lives. And, uh, you know, this has really been the wind beneath our wings, so to speak, in the entire course of our apostolate. That's why we do this. You know, we do this to bring the teaching of the church to as many people as possible. And it's not us. We are, as I say it all the time, and I do mean it, we are just the instruments here. We're not the source. <laughs> we're, just, we're just the vessels through which uh, the Holy Spirit can work and using media to do that. And so when I, and as I said, I, I, every day when I, I get, a, we get our mail and we get the donations and I see that people have taken time to write these little notes to us of appreciation, I, I, I want to tell you how much I appreciate that. Uh, because, you know, we don't always, you know, I'm here... <laughs> Uh, pretty much by myself, me and Jesus, of course, is here across the hallway in the chapel. Um, but it's it's nice to hear because it it encourages us. Not that we are discouraged at all; we're not. Um, but to to know that that this work is having an impact on so many lives, especially these days where there's so much out there, especially through the media, so much negativity. Uh, so much discouragement, so much uh, angst and anger coming through the media, deception, deceit even, that we as a media outlet um, have the opportunity every day, 24-7, to bring the good news out to people. Let's thank God for that in our prayer. And all of your intentions, my friends, of course, we're praying this beautiful prayer uh, for the United States of America now, uh, just about 53 or 50. 53 days, maybe off, 54 days off the election, praying for God's will to be done, for the direction of this country to be according to God's holy will, and that for people to make the decision based on what is right and good and holy. And let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father in heaven, who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters, Holy Spirit, who chose Mary as your spouse, God the Son, who chose Mary as your mother. In union with Mary, we adore your majesty and acknowledge your supreme, eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, we wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our President and on all the officers of our government. 
Grant us a fruitful economy born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of our nation. Guard the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the intercession of our mother, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, sinners, on all who are in need. Mary, Immaculate Virgin, our mother, patroness of our land, we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you. Protect us from every harm. Pray for us that acting always according to your will and the will of your divine Son, we may live and die pleasing to God. Amen. And we'll pray the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel and also the beautiful ancient prayer to Our Lady, the Subtum Presidium prayer uh, that Holy Father Pope Francis asked us to pray. He asked Catholics to pray these prayers every day to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil, and we've also added the intention to protect the United States of America from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us, Venerable Archbishop Sheen. Pray for us, St. Pope John Paul II. Pray for us, Our Lady of Good Remedy. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, again, my friends, thank you so much for praying together. And, uh, you know, we always encourage you, if you have any special prayer requests or intentions, send them our way. And uh, we'll certainly pray for you here uh, in my personal prayer uh, when, when I go into the chapel each day. But also, of course, we do uh, save them. And when Bruce comes uh, on the first and third Mondays of each month, we pass them along to Bruce, <clears throat> and he prays for you as well. And even those prayers that aren't prayed for, those intentions that aren't prayed for in the course of the program— uh, Bruce and his uh, lovely wife, Linda, assure us that they do take those intentions with them when they go before the Blessed Sacrament uh, in their um, uh, time at the uh, Blessed Sacrament Shrine in Raritan, New Jersey, when they go pray there. So you're always being prayed for one way or another. So please don't ever hesitate to uh, send those prayer intentions our way. We love praying for you. It really unites us in a special way, and it's a special um, opportunity we have here at the Apostolate, you know, to be connected with you. And, and you know, speaking of that, I, 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 as I said earlier, I'll kind of I'll continue the little monologue there on, on, on that. You know, with, with the media these days, and there's so much negativity. First of all, so much media. You know, do you remember the days, as I do, when your, your media sources were, you watched the television news, and that was only on, you know, at maybe... Uh, 10 o'clock at night. Remember, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? That was <laughs> Channel 5 or Channel 11, whatever I used to watch uh, 40 years ago. But you had a news program, a news hour, a news half hour. It was a half hour of national news, a half hour of local news, and that was pretty much it for the news, uh, morning news programs. But, you know, now we have the 24-hour news channels and things, and 
but we only had the TV, the radio. We had magazines, newspapers. Those were our sources of information, period. <laughs> but now the sources of information are, uh, you know, in the thousands, depending on what you have available to you. If you have uh, a smartphone, you have thousands upon thousands of sources of information. And which are the reliable ones, which are the unreliable ones, uh, you know, and even in our Catholic culture, there are so many sources of information out there. And even there, you have to be careful about authentic sources. And, you know, people's opinions are formed by what, whatever they're listening to or watching. And if, if the station you normally watch or the, the uh, podcasts you normally listen to or the websites you normally go to are leaning in a particular direction on a, on a political level, or even on a, on a religious level, as Catholics, you know, we, there, as I said, many, many websites out there uh, that Catholics go to. And some of those websites lean far off in one direction, one way or the other. And you got to be careful about that. Uh, I'm always praying, you know, first of all, we're not a news station. You know, what we bring you here is the good news, the gospel message. That's our responsibility. We're not... We're not a news outlet in any, any, by any means. Uh, we may every now and then allude to something, uh, a, a news item or something, but we're not a news provider. What we are here to do is to, uh, exactly what we're going to be talking about today, to help form your conscience, to bring you the teachings of the church, the magisterium, that's the teaching authority of the church, uh, to kind of just strengthen us in our faith. And our faith these days, especially my brothers and sisters, it's so important to have a well-informed Catholic conscience because of all the various sources of, of media that are out there that are pulling us in one direction or another. And, you know, as I've said, and I, I love the quote, he spoke it a number of years ago, but uh, the former Archbishop of Philadelphia Archbishop Shapu said we've we've allowed the culture to catechize our people. And that's why it's such a blessing to have a Catholic uh, media outlet such as this to be able to bring you what you need to know. And again, one of my favorite Archbishop Sheen quotes, if you want people to remain the same, tell them what they want to hear. But if you want people to change, tell them what they need to know. And you see, we live in a culture today that encourages telling people what they want to hear so we don't upset anybody. Be politically correct. Don't, you know, you don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers. Tell them what they want to hear. Jesus said, don't, don't let people tickle your ears with what you, what you want to hear because what you want to hear may not be the right thing. We need to tell you what you need to know. And that's the essence of our mission here at Domestic Church Media. If we were telling you only what we thought you wanted to hear, we'd be um, uh, going to have to answer for that one day when I go before Almighty God. But we're here to bring you the truth and the teachings of the church and what you need to know. And so that's why today, I first want to start off, as I said, there's, I saw this news item uh, in the Catholic News Agency. I think it's very interesting the Archbishop of Bologna, Cardinal Matteo Maria Zuppi. How was that? Pretty good, huh? I got to get back to Italy. 
My Italian in Italy sometimes gets me in trouble, but I try it. Cardinal Matteo Maria Zuppi said he wants to renew adult faith formation in his archdiocese to reach more people and deepen relationships in the period following the coronavirus pandemic. One of the dangers, you know, and the ill effects of of the many that there are uh, of the coronavirus and what it's wreaked on the world, especially in our church, uh, with the shutdown of of church buildings initially. Now, certainly they've reopened and masses have begun being said publicly again. Still, though, in this diocese and other dioceses surrounding us, and I'm sure most dioceses in this country, there is a dispensation from the obligation of attending uh, Sunday Mass. Um, And until further notice here in the Diocese of Trenton, Bishop told us, and that, you know, and unfortunately and sadly, uh, many people may become lax that when that dispensation is is lifted and, and the obligation to attend Mass comes back, and it will, um, that many people will try to rationalize in their own mind why I didn't have to go for six, seven months before. Why should I go now? And, and that's dangerous. We should all uh, be hungering for Mass because of what the Mass is and what the Mass should be to every Catholic, what it is just by its very essence of what the Holy Sacrifice is, the representation of the sacrifice at Calvary and to be fed by the Word of God and by the sacrament. And, but, you know, I could, eat, I could see, I think I've, even for myself and my own weakness, if, if I weren't involved in this apostolate, and, you know, my, my life is basically the church in that sense, and that I'm always, you know, doing something. And uh, in this environment in which I work, uh, you know, basically seven days a week, um, I'm surrounded by this. And, but I could, I could see, I, I know myself, in my own weaknesses, if, if I were in a, not in this business, not in this apostolate and out in the world, uh, in today's culture, I might find myself... Um, beginning to stray a little bit from becoming lazy in the practice of my faith. So the Archbishop of Bologna in Italy, uh, Cardinal Matteo Maria Zuppi, said he wants to renew adult faith formation. He published a, a pastoral letter to his people, and he said, After the pandemic, it is necessary to start again with simplicity and confidence from the many questions that have emerged the meaning of life, spirituality, fear, limits. These are the questions people are asking, you know, and so many of our young adults, I think, especially, uh, are asking these questions. I, I think, and I, I believe it, I've heard it said multiple times, and I do believe it. I think Dr. Ray has talked about it. I've heard other commentators talk about it, that if, if you have children— adult children who are between 18 and 34, they're probably more afraid of the coronavirus than their parents are, than we are, those of us in our, who are in the more vulnerable uh, age group, for whatever reason. I don't know why. I, I have my own theories that a lot of these young adults in that age group are people who are not as... Uh, religious as their parents are, who aren't 
going to Mass, those who are Catholic, and, or if they're not Catholic, going to worship services or things, they're not as religious. I mean, studies have shown that. And so what do they have beyond this life in their own mind? And so a deadly virus, as it's been publicized and promoted by the media, it is a deadly virus, don't get me wrong, but you know the media has really played that up, that the fear is if I get it, I die, and that's it. Um, so Cardinal uh, Zuppi in Bologna said that he, he wants to, to uh, create this adult faith formation to start again um, because there are so many questions that have emerged as a result of this pandemic and the shutdown of, of society. What is the meaning of life? What, what, what does it mean to be spiritual? You know, fear, limitations, things that have been, uh, people have been confronted with during the, the pandemic. He criticized, the Cardinal criticized Christian formation, which keeps adults at infantile levels of knowledge about their faith. He said, we must help fight superficiality and ignorance because they do not help to address the great issues that affect the life of humanity today, near and far. Many adults were initiated into the faith but remained in an initial faith. They know Christianity, but in an inf- insufficient way. You know, sadly, uh, Italy, which is 99% Catholic, or supposed to be anyway, most of that 99% don't practice anymore, just like most other Western countries. It's sad. Bishop said last week when he was here that 17% of those people in this diocese, the Diocese of Trenton, uh, who claim to be Catholic, only 17% regularly attend uh, Mass. Of course, now there's a dispensation, but on a, on a, in, in the normal circumstances. Why is that happening? Uh, Cardinal Zuppi said, we must not waste at any encounter. It, it, it's about helping Christians more or less practicing Christians to rediscover the profound newness of the gospel, not to take it for granted, to grow in the awareness and security that all we need to constantly return to the first spark of faith in Christ that opens up to amazement and joy. And, you know, those of you right now who are tuned in, listening, watching, I know I'm singing to the choir here, but it is then our obligation to be the ones, to be the spark, perhaps, in the lives of others, to have them return to the faith as we, sh- we share and live it before them. And the cardinal said, the archbishop said, rather, I'm sorry, cardinal said, uh, to, return, to uh, return to faith in Christ that opens up to amazement and joy. This is why it's, again, very, very dangerous if we as church have all this infighting and backbiting and, you know, we're going to implode. It, we're going to destroy ourselves. The devil won't have to do it. We'll do it ourselves if we're attacking each other and pointing fingers and, and tearing down. No one wants to be a part of that church. But people do want to be part of a church that shows great joy 
in the faith that we live. Um, again, this is a pastor letter from Cardinal uh, Zuppi, um, and he, he, he based it, it was called, Behold, the sower went out to sow, based on Mark 4, uh, verse 3. And it's part of a five-year pastoral plan, the theme of which is seeing, growing, and changing. Um, and the letter focused largely on the effects of the pandemic and how the church should respond. And this is one archdiocese in Italy, but it, it, could, it should be a universal, uh, it should be universally applied. He said, we face the challenge of responding adequately to the thirst for God of many people which has increased with the pandemic. And I'm hoping that's true, that people being told, and again, churches are open again, of course, still limited, but they're open and and public masses are being set. But during those uh, weeks and months where the churches were closed and we couldn't even get before a tabernacle, and we couldn't receive the sacrament, the food for our journey. People should have been thirsting for this. The Archbishop said, in this year in which the Church of Bologna intends to resume and renew Christian initiation for adults, the active attention of Christian communities and ecclesial groups and organizations is needed to consolidate the maturity of adults. He said the method of adult catechesis which is made up of a few meetings per year on fundamental themes with those already on a faith journey, have less effectiveness today. This is why, again, I don't say this because this is my life, <laughs> but because it's my, it's my life because it's true. This is why it is such a blessing to have access to an apostolate such as this. Because... It's it, 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 we're not we're not teaching um, kindergarten courses here twenty four seven. There are some very basic teachings we go over, not me personally, but the programs that we have. It it just it's it's creating a culture. It's it's feeding a culture. It's nurturing a culture, a Catholic culture, uh, that we come to you twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, with all the different wide and varied programs that are presented here through our affiliation with EWTN, and also locally. The the Archbishop said, there is a risk within part of our pastoral efforts of contacting, uh, contacting and reaching a small number of adults, those who most visibly show a fragility that must be welcomed with affection, often forgetting a large majority of adults. You know, the, the, the meetings and the prayer groups, the little cells, uh, of gatherings are great, but the majority of Catholics aren't involved in those things. Those uh, need to be the nuclei of, of, of the advancement of the faith, the, the reaching out, you know, when, when the Mass, when, when Father says, uh, you know, the Mass has ended, go forth and proclaim the gospel. That's a call to each and every one of us. It doesn't mean that Mass is over. It means now we take what we received at Holy Mass and bring it out into the world. Amidst all the, 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 the trials and the difficulties and the, the anarchy and the rioting and the looting and, and the natural disasters we're seeing now with wildfires and even earthquakes in New Jersey, 
People are looking for something. Tomorrow we remember the day, and who can forget 19 years ago what happened on September 11th right here in our own part of the world. So many of you listening and watching right now directly affected by that. In fact, tomorrow night, and I'll, I'll mention that we come back from the break, Father Jeff Kegley, or this, I guess it's tomorrow, uh, he's having a, a special event at St. Mary, Mother of God Parish over in Middletown, and Bishop's saying a Mass at 6.30. But you remember that day, that September 11th, 2001, where it was uh, such a, a horrible, uh, cataclysmic day that people had nowhere to go but to God. And they did. They did. I think I, we mentioned it on Bishop's program on Friday, but I remember hearing uh, former Mayor Ed Koch, uh, who was living in Manhattan at the time. He was no longer mayor, but he was living there, uh, and he was a, a, of the Jewish faith. And I remember him saying, when he saw what was happening in his city, his first thought was, I have to get down to St. Patrick's, the cathedral. And you couldn't get near it because people knew that was the only place to go. And all that's happening in our world today, and it's only going to get worse, I think. You know, we, we'll talk more again when we come back from break about the, uh, the 54-day rosary novena, the rosary uh, march. Um, these things that we have to become aware of and, and, and become part of uh, because of the state of our, our country, the state of our society, the state of the world. Again, we, as members of the body of Christ, it is going to be up to us to be the sparks, as Bishop Zuppi was talking about, to reach out and, and reach other adults and, and live an adult Catholic faith. But you can't live it if you don't have it, you don't know it, you haven't received it, you haven't nurtured it, you haven't accepted it even. So we'll talk more about that when we come back. I want to go to the Catechism, again, continuing on the formation of conscience. Uh, I'll take a quick break here and uh, hoping you will stay. Don't go away, my friends. There's more to come on Come to Me. Mike Walsh, co-host of Talking Catholic. Every week, our show will bring you in-depth interviews with the hardworking people doing the Lord's work in parishes, schools, and ministries. Our increasingly secularized world often makes it easy to forget that we are surrounded by wonderful workers in the vineyard. On Talking Catholic, we will bring you their perspectives on how we can better serve God and our neighbors. Tune in to Talking Catholic on Sundays at 11 a.m. and Mondays at 4 p.m. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we've got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism. 
to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. In prayer, do not do all the talking. If you went into a doctor's office, you would not rattle off the symptoms and then rush out. How did you learn to speak the English language? You learned to speak by listening, did you not? How does a scientist learn the laws of nature? By imposing laws upon nature? No, he sits down passively before nature and says to nature, now you reveal to me your secrets. So we are not constantly to be yapping in prayer. Sacred scripture says, speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. We often change that. And we say, listen, Lord, thy servant speaketh. In prayer, therefore, we must not only speak, we must also listen. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope, on these domestic church media stations. From Bristol to Browns Mills. Shrewsbury to Solberry. Atlantic Highlands to Allentown. Ocean Grove to Oxford Valley. From Lawrenceville to Leonardo. Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. Welcome back, uh, friends, and happy you are here on this uh, lovely September 10th, 2020. How about that? September 10th, 2020. Where is the time going? Uh, let's see. I just had it up here. Now, what did I do with it? Uh, there it is. Okay. I want to bring a couple things to your attention. Uh, I mentioned Father Jeff Kegley, our good friend, Father Jeff, over at St. Mary, Mother of God Church in Middletown, Monmouth County, New Jersey is having a three-day parking lot revival uh, starting tomorrow. Um, and tomorrow at 6.30, Father, I'm sorry, Bishop O'Connell will be saying Holy Mass, remembering 9-11. So it's going to be a parking lot event. Um, and uh, 
you're all invited. There's no ch charge that I can see here. It's all free. Um, and praying for a revival in America, revival of goodness and holiness, truth. So tomorrow night, 6.30 to 8.30, Bishop O'Connell has Mass at 6.30. Um, and then also Saturday night, 6.30 to 8.30, and Sunday night, 6.30 to 8.30. Uh, all three days, St. Mary, Mother of God Church in Middletown, New Jersey, the three-day parking lot revival, God, country, and family. And uh, Father Jeff Kegley, the pastor of the parish over there, always does great things and uh, doesn't let a pandemic stop him. He figures out creative ways to keep just exactly what we're talking about, to keep proclaiming that good news. So um, I think tomorrow is supposed to be a beautiful uh, day and evening. So uh, I know it's going to be say, a little, maybe a little cloudy rain in the morning, remnants of the rain that's going to be going on all night. But the rest of the day is going to be beautiful. Saturday, too, they said it's going to be a beautiful day. I, I didn't hear the forecast for Sunday, but um, anyway, you're in your car. So <laughs> uh, that's tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., St. Mary, Mother of God Church, September 11th, 12th, and 13th. Also, uh, we mentioned to you the other day, and just want to remind you, the 54-day uh, novena, um, that is being promoted by Father Tony and Father Jim Blount, brothers. They're brothers, uh, members of the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity. Um, and this began on the Feast of the Assumption back on August 15th, and it will run through October 7th. But you can find out all about it by going to queenofpeacemedia.com. That's the 54-day novena, queenofpeace.com. Actually, I think, I think, this is in part of, today is uh, the last day of the first part of the novena. Don't let that stop you. Just just go, first of all, go to the website and just start praying the rosary, queenofpeacemedia.com. The first uh, half from August 15th until today, the prayer, the rosary being offered to beg the Lord for the intercession of peace and blessings around the November election, and then beginning tomorrow through October 7th, which is the Feast of Our Lady of the Most Holy Rosary, to thank the Lord in faith, believing in the favor was all, uh, that the favor was already granted. But I do think if you started today and prayed 54 days, it would take you right to the November 3rd election. I think it's 54 days from today. Just kind of tack that on there. Anyway, go to the, the website. It explains it all better than I'm explaining it now. Uh, queenofpeacemedia.com. And one of the, the intentions here, the main intention by Father Jim and Father Tony Blount, is to stave off violence and impending civil unrest. And we've heard, we've seen with our own eyes, you see it, but you also hear people promoting it and saying that it's the unrest and the, and the violence is going to continue even after the election. So that's not America, you know, it's not America. And I, I said it the other day, I believe it. The only thing that really is going to stop all this is, is divine intervention. So go to our Blessed Mother. So go to queenofpeacemedia.com for the 54-day novena, rosary novena. And then also, if you would uh, pledge rosary or rosaries, um, you can join one point, almost 1.4 million other prayers who have pledged praying the rosary. 1.3, 1,374,000 1, 
100 rosaries have been pledged so far. You can add your pledge to that by going to millionrosarymarch.com. Millionrosarymarch.com. And uh, pledge your rosary, again, for the same purpose. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take a lot of prayer. Again, to, for, for, for our country to be led in the direction that is compliant with the will of God. That's what you pray for. And that's what you vote for. You know, you vote for the candidate in whatever it be, whatever the office is, whether it's president or council person, and all things in between. You pray and you vote for the person who will lead in a direction that is most compliant with the will of God. Simple as that. And you know that, <laughs> you know who that is and who to vote for. I don't tell you. It's not my job to tell you. not the church's job to tell you who to vote for or not vote for. You have to form your conscience and let your conscience be your guide, your well-formed Catholic conscience. Right? And that's what we're going to talk about now. So let's go to, first of all, Veritatis Splendor, this beautiful encyclical letter that St. Pope John Paul II wrote in 1993. It was the first papal encyclical I ever read from beginning to end. I you know, read excerpts of other things. But this is the first encyclical letter that I ever read from beginning to end. I remember I got it and I couldn't put it down. My pastor actually gave me a copy. Before it was actually officially released in hard copy, he had a, I guess, he, whether it was a fax or something, he got it somehow, and he gave it to me because he might enjoy reading this. It was the brand, the brand new encyclical by the Pope. And it just fascinated me. Because the, the Holy Father based it on the story of the rich young man. And the question, Lord, what must I do to gain eternal life. And, you know, every person, whether they believe or not, probably asks that question in one way or another. What must I do to live beyond this world? Because I'm going to die. You know, we all know we're going to die. It's inevitable. No one escapes it. And so what do you believe happens beyond that? Well, we as Catholics certainly believe what Jesus promised us. Just as he himself, he rose from the dead, that we, in our transition from this world into the next, will transition into the next life, and paradise awaits us if we want it. But to help us get there, because we live in a fallen world and we are of a fallen nature— in a sinful nature, we need to have those guides along the way. And a well-formed conscience helps us make those decisions. Now, John Paul, in Veritatis Splendor, said this. He said, Christians have a great help for the formation of conscience in the church and her magisterium. And the magisterium, of course, is the teaching authority of the church. 
John Paul writes, as the council affirms, informing their consciences, the Christian faithful must give careful attention to the sacred and certain teaching of the church. For the Catholic Church is by the will of Christ the teacher of truth. Her charge is to announce and teach authentically that truth, that truth which is Christ, and at the same time with her authority to declare and confirm the principles of the moral order which derive from human nature itself. But even that, my brothers and sisters, these days has become so skewed. How anybody, and of course we, we go back to this topic because it's the basic, the basics of life itself. If and Mother Saint Mother Teresa of Calcutta, you know, would say, if we if we if if we allow a mother to kill her own child, what's to stop you and me from killing each other? Think about that. So. What, and what, what, what boggles my mind are those individuals who, who consider themselves Catholics. And I'm not going to name any names. You know who they are, the more popular ones out there today, especially politicians, who will say that they support the killing of the unborn child into the ninth month and, and beyond. Well, that obviously doesn't jibe with Catholic moral teaching. And you can't use the excuse, well, I'm not going to impose my beliefs on somebody else. <sighs> Live your beliefs. That's who you are. There's a lot going on now. I don't know if you saw, I don't have it in front of me, but there was a priest who, who was saying that, you know, Catholic can't be a Democrat these days because of the platform that they have. And there's been, you know, a bishop has, has you know, agreed. Another bishop has stepped in and said, well, you know, and they're going back. This is the work of the devil, this type of confusion. The idea is form your conscience. Form your conscience. The church teaches that human life begins at the moment of conception. We believe that. It's true. And that human life at that moment of conception must be respected and given and treated with, with the same dignity as in any other stage of its life until natural death. But if we're not forming our consciences, and this is the problem today, people justify, rationalize their own beliefs, the so-called cafeteria Catholics who pick and choose what they want to believe. I like this. I, nah, I'm not going to have any of that. Nah, this makes me uh, upset. I won't have any of that. I'll take some of that, though. They can't do it that way. So John Paul said, Christians have a great help for the formation of conscience in the church and her magisterium, the teaching authority. It follows that the authority of the church, which when she pronounces on uh, moral questions, in no way undermines the freedom of the conscience of Christians. This is not uh, so, I'm sorry, this is so not only because a freedom of conscience is never freedom from the truth, but always and only freedom in the truth, but also because the magisterium does not bring to the Christian conscience truths which are extraneous to it, rather it brings to light the truths which it ought already to possess, developing them from the starting point 
of the primordial act of faith, the Church puts herself away always and only at the service of conscience, helping it to avoid being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine proposed by human deceit and helping it not to swerve from the truth about the good of man, but rather, especially in more difficult questions, to attain the truth with certainty and to abide in it. The seeking of truth, my friends, in that formation of our conscience is imperative. Not my truth, not what I say the truth is. You know, we can all fool ourselves and deceive ourselves into creating our own uh, set of moral norms. And this is the way of the world today, though. What feels good, go ahead and do it. Good for you. That's not what Christ taught. Now, in our catechism, in paragraph 1786, it says, faced with moral choice, Conscience can make either a right judgment in accordance with reason and the divine law or, on the contrary, an erroneous judgment that departs from them. You see, this goes back even to what um, Cardinal Zuppi in Bologna was saying in his, in his pastoral letter. That, you know, if we have this infantile understanding of our faith and, and don't go beyond that, especially as adults, we could easily be swayed. And, and, and swerve off into erroneous judgment. We have to know our faith, especially as adult Catholics. You know, when John Paul gave us the Catechism of the Catholic Church again in 1993, the same time the Veritatis Splendor was released, he gave it to us for a reason. <laughs> every Catholic home should have a catechism in it, and every Catholic should be reading it and studying it. And this is why I said I said last week or a couple weeks ago, I've been doing this program for 25 years in one way or another on one station or another. But I, at least once a week, I always went to the catechism because it's so important. It's such an important document that we have been given, a treasure. It, it, it lays out for us who we are. And it has everything we need in in in. in and it's not uh, separate apart from sacred scripture because when you read the catechism, you see the interweaving of scripture and the scriptural references where we're getting this teaching from, from the word of God. That both the Bible and our catechism contain everything we need to get to heaven, to show us how to get there, to help form our conscience so we can make right and moral judgment, especially in a world like this that has gone uh, such uh, crazy uh, paths, outlandish paths of understanding and belief and justification of sin and immorality. That we have an obligation by, by virtue of our baptism to ensure that we know who we are as Catholics, as members of the body of Christ, as disciples of Jesus, what is right, what is wrong, and how to make those judgments. The Catechism says man is sometimes confronted by situations that make moral judgments less assured and decision uh, difficult. 
but he must always seriously seek what is right and good and discern the will of God expressed in the divine law. Well, this is something that people are facing right now. We have two men running for president. We have two political parties to which these men belong. Each political party has a platform upon which the men are running. And we know contained in those platforms, in each one, are references to the life of the unborn child. Well, if our consciences are well-formed, as paragraph 1787 says, we are confronted by situations that make moral judgments less assured and decision difficult because in our own mind, well, I don't like that candidate, I like this candidate better, but we're maybe not fully understanding the platform that goes with that candidacy and eventual presidency. Catechism says, but he must always seriously seek what is right and good and discern the will of God expressed in divine law. That's a formed conscience. 1788 says, To this purpose man strives to interpret the, the data of experience and the signs of the times assisted by the virtue of prudence, by the advice of competent people, and by the help of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then it says, 1789, some rules apply in every case. One may never do evil so that good may result from it. Someone who goes out and shoots a, an abortion provider. You murder an abor abortion provider. Well, because then they won't perform any more abortions. Well, that's a good thing, but killing him is not a good thing. It's evil. Another a rule that always applies is the golden rule. Whatever you wish that men would do to you, do so to them. And charity always proceeds by way of respect for one's neighbor and his conscience. Thus, sinning against your brethren and wounding their conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, it is right not to do anything that makes your brother stumble. How do we know these things? How do we learn these things? How do we understand these things? How do we live these things? You know, we see the horrible things on TV, if you watch the news anymore, <laughs> and you see the violence that we do to each other. And just the, the, the horrible stories you hear about what people do to each other in our society. It's hard to believe. How, how did we become this way? And we, you know, as, 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 especially as Christians and especially as Catholics, have every obligation and every duty to ensure that we are doing everything possible to know the teaching of the church and accept it. You can't be a nominal Catholic. <laughs> you know, the old... I'll go back to my old friend Frank Sinatra, the old Sinatra song. It's all or nothing at all. You know, you can't just pick what you want to believe and you can't just choose what you want to choose and ignore the rest of it and other parts of it. We, we have to embrace the entire deposit of faith and all that it brings with it. 
if we want to consider ourselves to be Catholic. And so getting back to what Cardinal Zuppi was, is, is attempting to do in the Archdiocese of Bologna over in Italy is to really build up a strong adult faith formation. And, you know, it's wonderful we have. We have them all over. We have the beautiful and wonderful little prayer cells, the, the, the rosary groups and the, the Bible studies and things. That's wonderful. That's great. But that's just the beginning. Those are the, those are the, those are the, the new, as I said, the nuclei of, of, of what comes from that. And then you have to go out and reach out to others. And, you know, my brothers and sisters, we mustn't be afraid of fraternal correction. You know, there's, there's, if, if someone is, is living a certain way and their immortal soul is possibly in danger, only God knows that, but we know right from wrong, you certainly want to counsel someone by fraternally correcting them. Are you aware that, you know, did you know that and, and explain and teach in love and charity, but in firmness? Because your conscience is formed well and you want to help others form theirs as well. So anyway, I can see the clock is ticking away here. The music is going to start in a second. Um, I do have to head on out of here then, and then uh, I'll be back. Oh, tomorrow, Cheryl and I will be here. It's Friday already. Wow. <laughs> Friday Live. Our good friend Deacon Anthony Seal will be here, and also Jim Wahlberg, who has written a magnificent book about his his life, a book of redemption. So Jim uh, Wahlberg, um, and then uh, Father Chris Rogers with his uh, reflection music talk. Join us tomorrow, four o'clock. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you. God love you.